Hello and welcome to the Film Classification Podcast from the BBFC. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. It's simple. Kill the Batman. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Hello, I'm James Blatch and this is the BBFC Podcast. My co-host for this edition is Lucy Brett. Hello there. The wonderful head of our education. Thank you very much. I know you have a proper title, but I think running our education... Portfolio sounds good to me. That's pretty much what I do. And uh, former examiner, of course, Lucy, and no stranger to the podcast. That's right. I I think we were talking about sex last time I came. We do talk about sex. It's always important to have that conversation. (laughs) But we're not talking about that today. Not today. (laughs) On that uh, education remit, we are going to talk about parents, about children, and really how the BBFC interacts with parents and children today, our offering and our services to them. And it's kind of quite a wide-ranging um, area. In fact, you might argue it's our main raison d'etre in 2013, really, is our service to parents and children. So it's a really important area for us, isn't it? It's a really, really important area. And it's one where we've got loads of exciting developments, as well as things that are quite established that it's just useful for parents to bear in mind. And we will go through uh, lots of those bits and pieces, including exciting news about a competition uh, for children. So stay listening for that. As always, though, we will start with some news items that have caught our eye. I wanted to mention on the parent and child theme, Despicable Me Too. How well has this film done over the summer? It's, a, it's amazing. I mean, it's not a surprise. I don't know if you've been to see it with the kids. I mean, I took my kids uh, to a Saturday morning screening this weekend. Well, you weren't alone. It's taken $832 million worldwide at the box office. It is Universal's highest grossing film of all time. Blimey. Now, I mean, that's not an inflation adjusted figure. So, but nonetheless, uh, fantastic for them. In terms of classification issues, we've classed it as U, contains very mild scary scenes and slapstick violence, and of course the BBFC Insight gives you a bit of information about where they come from, but it's a good children's film, isn't it, oh, in I terms mean, of classification? Yeah, and I mean, there's there's some sort of cheeky humour and things like that, lots of Trump jokes, which my little boys found particularly hilarious, but it really is one of those ones where everybody in the cinema is laughing along, kids, grown-ups, parents, grandparents, it was just great. So a children's film that's really leading the way commercially for one of the big, uh, one of the majors as well. So interesting to see. Um, also in terms of news, uh, uh, a less savoury subject, which is the NSPCC have uh, responded to David Cameron and Number 10's call for um, UK anti-porn measures with their own discussion about sex education. And this is very well worth reading if you're a parent. Peter Wanless from the NSPCC has been giving interviews and talking about that. And there's a section on the NSPC website, which is nspcc.org.uk, where they argue that online porn now dictates how young people go on to behave in sexual relationships. And they're talking about a proper updating of it, sort of, uh, to take account of the digital age um, and there will certainly be a debate about that and some thinking to do uh, at government level. So um, this is not something the BBFC is directly involved with but certainly the sort of thing that we read up on and follow quite closely. Yeah absolutely and I mean our, a lot of our education work involves going into schools and these sorts of ideas do begin to emerge when you're speaking to A-level groups or university groups particularly have a lot of concern actually even themselves about the sort of availability of difficult images online. It would be very well worth, I imagine, and maybe the NSPCC have done this already, to start with older children and talk to them about their experience. I imagine it would be quite eye-opening um, uh, for those of us who didn't grow up with the internet. Okay, also in the news, uh, we've been making a little bit of news. Craig Lapper, while a senior examiner, has given an interview to The Telegraph. And the reason I'm mentioning it, because I was reading the interview and thought there was something quite interesting that I think we've seen develop and taken for granted, but not really 
uh, flagged up, which is that the way that we sometimes work with a company when they come to us with a film on advice and wish to get a particular category has changed very subtly since about 0708 with the advent of digital cinema. So in the old days, really, you were you were hacking films, you were cutting them in the very old days, literally with a pair of scissors, mm. a bit more of a, a non-linear editor system um, since then. But actually now with the digital, with the way each frame, each scene is put together in a composite way, technically it does give you the ability to lower the sound, to raise the light, to lower the blacks a little bit sometimes and the woman in black was an example of where scenes were changed but things weren't you know, scenes weren't cut as such but they were altered digitally to enable it to come into the 12a and i think it's a really interesting area it's fascinating in fact i was talking with some children this month in hounslow and uh well, children i say older teenagers and they were talking to me about the woman in black and also about the hunger games which was a film they were studying um as part of their media studies and we were looking at a scene in the hunger games which is identical in terms of running time but would be a 15 with some of the elements and then is a 12a or 12 on dvd when you take those elements away so things like um it's not just light and sound and shadow it can be things like a blood track the digital track that makes the blood spurts in an injury look more real yeah you can actually remove that so it's fascinating you've got nothing's missing except for quite a lot is missing it, yeah. and it can show you as well how something very small can really affect the tone and feel of a work and um, that's what we were talking about mainly when i was talking about it with the teenagers they really felt that you know the film felt totally different with just a few of the elements adjusted yeah. well the devil's in the details i mean what you're presented particularly with violence violence and sex i think are the two where actually that detail is incredibly important for the tone the impact it has on you um yeah so i suppose we've gone from a system where they maybe put filmed a bloody scene and then had to take out some of those elements had to cut those bits whereas now actually a lot of that gory stuff is put in anyway yeah so it's really a case of not putting stuff in rather than taking stuff out yeah and you sort of so you end up with the same narrative but with a very different focus it's a it's a fascinating area i remember when i first started at the bbfc when i was a, a young examiner here um there were some fascinating cases of sound edits where you had a mm. fight which with one sound edit sounded really quite knockabout and with another sounded incredibly visceral yeah and the da vinci code i think was an early example yeah. of a film some changes to the soundtrack yeah yeah uh, for that category. Okay, in terms of notable releases, there's a film called How I Live Now. Um, now, this is a little Hunger Games-ish in that it's seeing um, a quite difficult situations through the eyes of a teenage girl. I think she's about 16 in the novel. Um, it's a Third World War type scenario and difficulties through um, a family situation as well however in terms of classification unlike the hunger games this is not a film that has been made for an adolescent audience if i can tell you now it's been past 15 and the short form insight is contains strong language once very strong strong sex violence and threat and there's even some sexual violence which is discreetly implied but it's there so you had an option i guess and i haven't read the novel i don't know if you have Lucy. Well, i haven't seen the film yet but i have um, read the novel in yeah. fact it's one of um it was one of the books i enjoyed most last year i i really really liked it um and i think it's a really good example of difficult subjects handled in a way that older teenagers can really handle. If I've learned anything from going into schools and colleges, it's that 15, 16, 17 year olds, very smart, very able to sort of start to contextualise even quite difficult themes if they're handled in the right way. Okay, but not a Hunger Games adolescent audience, this one, is it? It's, it's, it feel, well, certainly the film has gone up a category yeah. and seems to have much more in terms of way of issues. Yeah, I mean, and I, I would say just having read both the books, if nothing else, and seen the Hunger Games movie is that the Hunger Games is... Um, really feels like an adventure story it's about 
yeah. being sort of in love with Katniss, if you like, and wanting her to succeed. Um, although I don't know what the additional films will be like. Um, whereas don't um, how we li- how we live now. Gosh, yes. I can't believe I nearly got the wrong. Sorry. Whereas how we live now is really um, a more sort of personal study of a very very difficult time and of the trauma of a very very difficult time. Okay. Uh, well, I'm pleased you've read the book. One of us is quite knowledgeable on that subject, but an interesting sounding film. Okay, let's move on to our interview. And we are keeping the theme going of, uh, of children and parents. We have launched the children's BBFC website, CBBFC. It's got its own web address, cbbfc.co.uk. This is a big deal for us. It's a very important part of our work. And uh, Lucy is part of a team and Heidi Renton is the other half of that team. So earlier I spoke to Heidi about the website and how we approach this relaunch. So Heidi Renton, well the first thing to say is that I have the website up in front of me now. Excellent. Uh, and it looks terrific, I'm not just saying that. Uh, I haven't had anything to do with it, so it's your credit, not mine, but I think it looks absolutely brilliant. Uh, this is cbbfc.co.uk. Let's start at the beginning. Obviously, you're approaching, um, it's very important, our website looks particularly to a younger element who you're trying to attract them voluntarily to go on there exactly. uh, rather than it being forced on them. So how did you go about that? Well, we've had a children's website since about 2003, as you as you no doubt know, um, and it was great and it had a lot of um, good things about it, but things moved so quickly and with the refresh of the main BBFC website last year, we obviously thought about the children's site as well and how that would work within the general um, mixture of the website offerings that we that we have and it was decided that it would be really good to make it as child focused as possible basically which sounds quite a glib thing to say but actually um, the education team here of which I'm part we go out and we talk to schools we talk to parents and we're often asked quite similar questions particularly by children who are, are fascinated by films they're fascinated by what is an age rating? Why did it get this? Why did my favourite film get that and I can't go and see it? And similar kind of questions kept coming up, things like, you know, what is a 12A? Um, what can a child see at what sort of age? You know, what's it like being an examiner? And so we took those questions and really built the site out from there, trying to address those. So looking at um, these things like the diary of an examiner, so they can go on there and find out about that, as well as obviously redesigning it, trying to make it um, look as appealing and as attractive and modern and fresh as possible. For instance, one of the things um, that we've uh, we've done is made it easier to use on tablet devices because, of course, children are using those now much more than they were yeah. in 2003. Um, and looking at it in the way that they would expect to see websites uh, and redesigning it in that with that sort of fresh approach in mind and trying to make it as interactive as possible. So there are fun things for them to do on there as well. So. It- Interactive it is. Uh, actually, there's small touches to this website that I like a lot, which is simply where the cursor goes, things wobble and yeah. move and attract Yeah, we like you. that too. <laughs> yeah, little, little animations, which you probably wouldn't bother about, I guess, on an website, a website aimed at, uh, shall we say, grown-ups. Um, but there's also uh, some actually hands-on experiences within there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're keen to get feedback from children, so we've included things like opinion polls, uh, simple yes no stuff that they can tell us um, we've uh, uh, got a thing where they can basically go and watch a trailer for a film that's come out recently I think at the moment we've got the crudes on there a um, couple of others and they can look at the list of issues pretend to be an examiner basically and they can tick various boxes you know do they think it's got violence in it or 
um, has it got some naughty words or something like that and then they can circle the category they think it is and then basically compare what they thought about it with what an examiner thought about it and I think there's four or five of those that they can have a little go at. They're all very child friendly, U, PG, nothing above 12A kind of trailers and that's quite important as well so parents can feel confident that when children are on there they're not going to encounter anything that yeah. might be too shocking or too nasty. And it's worth making that, reiterating that point, that it is a separate URL, yes. a separate web address. Because our main, main site, although there's no graphical content in terms of visuals, it does refer graphically to issues that aren't suitable to, for children, as does the podcast from time to time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think there's some adults who probably quite like to go on and do the uh, rating test, a little to see how they compared yes. with um, with how we did. It's actually quite an interesting exercise, just because they're children's films, well, we all do all yeah. films, don't we? So people often ask me. Well, there is a grown-up section, James, on the site, as you it may is. have seen. <laughs> so. It says for grown-ups, if only I knew any. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They'd go on there. Um, sometimes the questions from children can be really challenging. Does this website goes some way to addressing that? No, absolutely. And I mean, to show you how seriously we took that, we've basically rewritten the guidelines that we publish on our main website, which are couched in quite mature language, um, and addressed exactly those issues. What, you know, what are harm issues? Why do we take things out of films? And we've put it in very straightforward language that children can use to contextualise their own viewing, because sometimes films show things that if a child might copy, it could hurt them. So we'll use very simple, basic language in the guidelines, but keep the essence of it. Um, there's nothing that we've really taken out of the adult guidelines in reflecting it for the junior audience. But as you know, tone is everything, both in the language that we use on the website and therefore also for the guidelines that we've written for them, uh, where we just try and explain in very basic language why we take the approach that we do, that we're looking out for them. Um, it's reassuring for parents as well, obviously, to know that uh, whilst we're not going into anything you know, too deeply that might upset them or they might uh, spend time pondering over, at least we're being realistic yeah. about why some things are taken out of films, why some things are a higher category. A little bit of pondering is okay. Yeah. I think it's a, Might be important. scary moments in something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> horror, horror known as scary moments yes. in junior films, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Because what does horror mean in the context of a you? It means something scares you a bit. Yeah. So it's, it's using that kind of language that they can understand and relate to. Well, if they can define horror quite closely, they're doing quite a good job because I struggle. Yes. After seven years of examining films, horror it can mean you know something real. It means something different to everybody, killer, doesn't it? Or it can mean a haunted house film. It's a, it's a difficult one. Anyway, that's a different subject. Well, I was going to say, that's the challenge with children, really, you talking about horror, because it's difficult to know. I mean, you know, you, you father of young children, it's hard to tell what will perturb a, a small child. Yeah. Um, a colleague, her, her child's frightened of owls. Um, for other children, it's more conventional things like monsters under the bed, but each child has a slightly different sensitive point. So it's trying to, it's quite challenging trying to reflect that in what we're trying yeah. to advise children about in how we work with films. I think it was being taken to see Jaws when I was 10 for me. Which is, is that what did it? Looking back, not a wise move from my father. Still the scariest film. Shark under my bed for a long time yeah. after that, which however illogical that sounds. Did you jump it though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to that point. Um, I just want to mention before we finish uh, on the on the website uh, the competition because there are going to be competitions and there is a launch competition on the new website which I've come across here just tell us a bit about that Heidi yeah it's um, it's obviously to celebrate and, and bring into focus the, um, the the launch of the website itself um, but really the, the aim of it is to encourage children to 
think about ratings, to recognise ratings in a very tangible way. So basically what we're asking them to do is help us design a poster that's going to be a free classroom resource once, once it's finished. Uh, thinking about the five different categories and drawing pictures, illustrations of who might be allowed to see a 12A. Um, actually literally maybe draw them, their best friend and their mother taking them to see it because you need an adult to go and see it if you're under 12. Uh, maybe a couple of teenagers going to see a 15 film, but I don't want to give them too many ideas. No. But you get the, the general idea. So we're asking them to think very closely, what is a you, who is it relevant to, and then draw a picture of that. And then we'll take the best of those, and it might be a different person for each category, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll add those into a poster that we're designing, and that will become then um, a poster which will go in classrooms across the UK. So if you win it, it's uh, quite quite an honour to yeah. have your, uh, your picture in there. Um, and the overall winners will also win some, some, some goodies from CBFC, um, a visit from a BBFC examiner to talk to their class about age rating films. So it's quite an exciting prospect and uh, we hope that a lot of children will enter it and find it enjoyable and obviously learn about what ratings mean to them at the same time. That would be brilliant. So the closing date is Friday the 8th of November. Uh, so depending on when you listen to this podcast, as long as you download it uh, expeditiously... <laughs> uh, you will be in time to enter that and we'll accept the uh, uh, the entries by email. Heidi, thank you very much. Great job on the website. Really great job for you and Lucy. Pleasure. It was a, it was a team, team effort. Lots well, of people at BBFC contributed their thoughts, ideas to it. Um, but we're, we're very pleased. We hope it's already getting a good reception from uh, teachers and children that we've spoken to. So, yes, thank you. Heidi Renton, just a few minutes ago, talking to me about the new website. There's still one last frontier, one place where an ordinary man can be a hero. Howdy, partner. A job that takes skill, patience, and guts. Your lower intestine. A job full of wonderful surprises. You feel like you want to throw up? Okay. Parenthood. Okay, it's time to talk about being a parent. That, of course, was from the uh, the great parenthood of a few years ago. Um, this is a, a hugely important area for us, as I yeah. keep saying, Lucy, but it really is. Um, I want to start with something that we work quite closely with the Industry Trust. In fact, they're co-located in this building here in Soho. And I want to start with the findings of a survey that they've carried out, which on the face of it, are frankly, quite alarming. And I know you've been looking into this, Lucy. Yeah, I mean... It was, it was a survey into how kids were likely to be viewing over the summer, how they've been viewing things recently online, and it was focusing particularly on online viewing. The research was really interesting because it can on the surface feel very alarming that kids are watching things online and certainly just anecdotally even speaking to parents they have lots of concerns because children aren't watching stuff in the living room with their parents or in the living room with their parents in the kitchen anymore they're watching stuff when their parents in bed they're watching it on the go on their mobile phones they're watching online content on tablets on computers in their own rooms and so there's definitely this area where we'd all like to know a bit more about what kids are watching and the survey was interesting I mean a quarter of the kids we asked, they ranged between 11 and 15, said that they had watched something illegal on a, or, you know, downloaded something illegal. Um, and the problem with that, well, just to our leap in, is, yeah. is not just the fact that it's piracy, but from our point of view, flags go up then. Well, I mean, one of the big problems as a parent um, would be that if stuff's on a pirate or an official site, you don't know exactly what your kids are even getting. So they may be picking a title that they're familiar with, but they may not get 
the version of the title they're expecting. It almost certainly won't carry our age rating. So people can't make an informed choice about what they're watching. But of course, piracy has other issues as well. Um, In terms of just the age rating, though, what I found most interesting about the research was that a fifth of the kids, or well, 18%, said they'd been disturbed by something that they'd seen. They'd seen something that upset or disturbed them. And two thirds of those kids said that they wished they'd known about what the age rating was. They wish they'd had some more information about what they'd seen. So what I think's really interesting um, when you sort of set that in the context of our education work and our outreach work and our sort of general profile and the way the board's changed in the last sort of 10, 20 years is that children and young people have a similar instinct to grown-ups. They want to know a bit about what they're going to see. They want to feel protected. They want to feel like they're watching um, something that they, they know they're going to get. They want to feel informed. And that's kind of what parents have told us too. So in some senses, it's quite heartening in mm. a way. Yeah, I, and I think this message is not just aimed, or this problem not necessarily just aimed at the idea of children going off into the other room and downloading piracy because some parents download films illegally to show their children and they may think for whatever reason they've justified to themselves it's right it's not right by the way to ever do that but they may think it's right without even considering the fact that they're showing their 10 or 11 year old the hunger games but they've downloaded the 15 version because of course when you're downloading a piracy film you've no idea which version it's going to be i think that that's what's the the sort of good news if you like is that you know Yes, almost a quarter of of the kids we ask are telling us that their parents don't know what they're watching. And a third of those kids, incidentally, are worried about younger kids watching the same stuff they're watching. So they have a sort of quasi-parental view themselves of what they're watching. I think it's very easy for parents to feel completely overwhelmed and like the horse has bolted, like it's all gone. There's no way they can control this. Um, But actually, there's loads of ways. Um, There's the Industry Trust and the film industry have a website, findanyfilm.com. It's a window, if you like, a shopping window, and it'll allow you to find where a film is legally available. So you put in the title of a film and it will tell you a legal place you can download it, but it might also tell you if it's gonna be on TV, it'll tell you if it's a cinema film, so that's where you can watch it and that sort of thing. So it gives you really clear, um, accessible information about films you can watch that are above board, that are legal. So it takes away the doubt. for a parent it's a very easy gateway it also lets you filter by age rating so my children are a lot younger than the kids in the survey who were 11 to 15 but they can both operate an ipad my child who's nearly three can can watch stuff on five on demand if i let him look at milkshake and he watches ben and holly so he can definitely look at legal sources if i put him in the right place so i could put him onto findanyfilm.com and we could filter it by age rating so he could only look at u-rated films it's clever and at findanyfilm.com, which is a great portal, as you say, um, and it's it's the answer to anybody who says, oh, yeah, well, they haven't released it, or for whatever reason, I have to pirate it. The only way I can watch it, findanyfilm.com will tell you where you can watch it legally, and a lot of those are download anyway yeah. for a couple of quid. Um, that's one of the five tips that oh, the yes. NCU Trust have come up with, which we must go through. But that number two is us, is basically using our website and our resources to research the content of potential um, uh, films. I think that's the thing. I mean, as a parent, there is so much out there for you. If you want to know, it's about the rating of a film. You can look at the short form of the BBFC Insight, which I know we've spoken about on the podcast before, but that's the little line of information that people have seen on the poster um, or in their local newspaper and that they can see online. And uh, like we said with Despicable Me, it contains some slapstick or it'll tell you what what the film has in it. Also, um, 
our website will let you watch the trailer. There's a really good way of getting an idea of the sort of film it's going to be so you can tell tell whether it's the right film for your kids because parents are the best judge, really. So the, the third tip, now the phone stops, which I know is a bit of a minefield for parents, is about using parental controls. And everything does have parental controls yeah. now, whether it's YouTube or your Xbox or whatever. Really good FAQs as well on all the sites now. I think, it, think a few years ago it's quite tricky to do, but these days it's so simple. Number four is a good one, which feeds into our website, CBUFC, which is start them young. Kids have a great appreciation for films and TV, and the younger they are when they understand why films have an age rating, the better. Yeah, I think that that's right. I mean, that's why we, we've put so much time and effort into our children's site. And um, I'm personally very proud of it. I mean, it's a lovely little site and it gives them access to information about the latest releases coming out that are aimed at them. And it gives them quite a lot of um, ownership, if you like, of their own decision making. Because you speak to children, what I think is really interesting when you go into primary schools is it's a massively hot topic. I think when I started doing this job before I had kids, I imagined it would be a very dry and complicated topic to talk about to children and young people quite young children are obsessed with film ratings because yes. of course it means so much to them uh, you know have they seen a pg yet that's what you know that was the hot topic in my son's year one class you know have you seen a pg have you seen a 12a with your big brother and sister at the cinema and so they're really engaged with it um which is a delight to talk to them but it also gives us some great opportunities like the competition which is giving them the chance to tell us a bit more about how much they know feel really proud of of their knowledge in that area and great for their safety in the future yes. their online safety to have that good understanding uh, and the final tip from the industry trust is about doing your research and to remember that some films are rated UNPG but aren't necessarily for children gone with the wind is a pg yeah. but contains some quite uh, adult themes in it um, I mean, the Dam Busters famously yeah, yeah. is a U, but it's a war film. It also has uh, some um, antiquated discriminatory language. Well, it's not antiquated yeah. language, but it's language They've used in a certainly got terms way. that would not be what you'd, you'd say in front of four year olds these days, no, I don't think. Not in a U. So, okay, we'll move on from that, but it's a really interesting area. And the website and those tips, the the press release for that subject and those top tips are all on the BBFC website yeah. if you go to our news section. Yeah, lots more detail about the stats and and things like that so there's lots to find out great okay lots more door slamming around here as soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you start recording anything in this building people are slamming doors everywhere but it's a working building it's a so working building james we have to live with that don't we i just want to mention a couple of things before we sign off lucy the national youth film festival is coming up it's such a brilliant initiative films for free for kids across the country we're doing a series of talks we're talking about all sorts of different films we're talking about despicable me in fact pitch perfect bling ring loads loads of treats for kids who coming who are coming in with their schools and we're going to scotland we're going to wales with in england and of course uh later in the winter we're going to cine magic in northern ireland so we'll be talking to kids in belfast about age ratings and these are films that are shown at the local cinema it's organized through an uh, organization called film film nation called film nation and it's got a great uh, website it's very easy to find out about the school screenings and find like out that. where they are and if your school's not taking part in it go in and ask your head teacher why and yeah. see if they can get them involved and get them along to your local screening the more that go on the better i wanted to mention the app as well because in terms of getting that information parents i think often will put chap at the cinema and potentially find a situation where for whatever reason the film they were intending to go to is full and they're suddenly umming and ahhing is this film going to be okay on your mobile phone the bbfc app is a great way of very quickly getting information on really what the quick about. really easy really straightforward everything you need to know and one little thing that i noticed on the cbbfc website which i wanted to ask you about lucy which is that the insight's very important so you get a couple of paragraphs about um uh, the 
content of a film, very useful for parents. But historically, we didn't always do it. And no. going back, a lot of films do get re-released. In fact, I believe Wizard of Oz is going to be re-released this year. I was reading in the papers the other day for a 75th anniversary. Um, what if there's a film that a parent has come across, wants to know whether it's suitable for their children, but there's no insight? I noticed there's a place on the website you can actually write to us and get insight. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if it's it's very if you've got an older film, or well, sometimes people have something in their DVD collection that they watched when they were younger, but it didn't maybe have the same information you'd have now. So they've contacted us and we'll tell them. I mean, it's really for UPG 12 rated material for stuff aimed at kids but we have done some quite nice ones where you think oh I watched that when I was little like all oh, dogs go to heaven or yeah. or like even the early Pirates of the Caribbean films so we've managed to write the insight for the parents so that they get a good idea of what they're going to watch and this is really specifically aimed at parents yeah. I think for their children rather than um, people like me thinking I know I'll get the BBC <laughs> to write the insight on my favourite 1972 yes. genre and of course, but of course you know if a film comes out in the cinema again it'll get yes. insight anyway so yeah, indeed. And we often do historical. In fact, I did have Gone with the Wind not that many months ago and wrote the insight for and, that. So that's and with more sort of serious grown-up films um, that people are studying, maybe, or that they're really interested in, we do have really good case studies on our website and archive material. So there's quite a lot there under the Education Resources tab on the main website, that is. Okay, Lucy, thank you very much indeed. No worries. Brilliant to have you along. And uh, thanks to Heidi Renton as well, and also to Catherine Anderson, who produces the podcast. It's been a pleasure as always, and we will be back in six weeks or so, so join us then. Goodbye. Bye. Yo, why are you just standing there? <laughs> I was waiting for her head to spin around.